0: and sisters and welcome to Ephesians chapter 3, the continuation of Ephesians chapter 3 and we are on verses 10 and 12 but before that I just want to say uh, that I'm very very glad just to be here with all of you during this time, yes we have classes at 6 o'clock at 9 every Wednesday so it's it's amazing just to be here with all of you um, and uh, keep praying for Pastor Nathan, if you've seen him on Sunday, he's up and running and rolling. Uh, but uh, we don't we don't know yet when uh, in-person classes, in-person uh, uh, Wednesday classes, will begin. So we'll keep that informed uh, uh, as much as we can, as you already know. Uh, on June 15th, they, it, uh, California became open, so a lot of the restrictions were gone. So, but here at San Diego New Life, just to let you know, and what uh, uh, Pastor Jack uh, mentioned last Sunday, that uh, it is optional if you wanna if you wanna wear your mask or not. But we are gonna keep our sanitizing sanitizing stations during our services. So, I advise you to be aware. I advise you to, you know, keep yourself safe. Uh, for that matter, please uh, maintain yourself safe. Because it is very important to keep one another safe. So, uh, with that with that being said, we're, we're in uh, section A. And today, we might finish section A, verses 1 all the way to 13. So, God's mystery and man's place in it revealed. Right? So, we know about God's mystery. We know about how it is revealed. We know about how the Jews and the Gentiles, the separation between them that we have seen in Ephesians 1 and 2. So we see the mystery of God. And now we're going to begin with this. Sometimes Christians, we saw this last week, sometimes Christians get the crazy idea that God saved them and works in their lives because they are somehow such great people. The angels see right through this. We might believe that it is, it is because of us the angels know better. Now, we're talking about angelic beings here, celestial beings, which is the principalities, right, the principalities that are, that are above us. So we're talking about angels here, and they might know you better than you know yourself. We might think our lives are small and insignificant. The angels know better. We may doubt our highly standings seated in the heavenly places. The angels see this spiritual reality with, wide, with eyes wide open. They see what we're going through. They see absolutely everything we're going through. So don't be alarmed. You might think that you're, you're small and insignificant, but the angels know. Right? To the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. This means the angelic beings are interested and instructed by the lives of Christians. Meaning that angelic beings are so interested and they're instructed, they learn from your life. you like and you may be questioning this and asking yourself this how is that possible because you and I are creations of god and they see and they speculate and they examine because they they take care of the, of the creation of god so don't be they are so interested in the lives of Christians, and they're instructed by them. They learn from them. They learn from your life, and my life. This is why conduct of of the church is so important. Because angelic and demonic beings are looking on, and God's intent is to teach them through us. That's the point. That's the point. God wants to teach not only angels, but demons. His intention in us, right? And here's several passages that we can see that we can see refer to this. So, for this for this reason, and we see this in First Corinthians, First Corinthians eleven ten. For this reason, the woman ought to have a symbol of authority on her head because of the angels halo perhaps I don't know sorry First Peter 1 12 says the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven things which angels desire to look into they desire this they desire to preach the God, the, to to preach the gospel, and being used by the Holy Spirit. They desire all of these things, right? I cha- I charge you before God and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is this is what Paul is saying to Timothy and the elect angels that you observe these things without prejudice, doing nothing with partiality. This is Paul speaking to Timothy. I charge you in God and in Jesus Christ and the elect angels that observe that are watching that you do these things without questioning, without doubting without any prejudice and without being with uh, par, uh, impartial. impartial impartial, thank you I was thinking in Spanish I'm sorry that was Jorge by the way. Correcting me. <laughs> However, moving on. <laughs> I can't move on. <laughs> okay, here we go. We should take this responsibility seriously, for angels are given the responsibility to carry souls to heaven at death. This comes this is in Luke 1622. And they're the reapers of the final harvest, Matthew 13, 39 through, through 43, right? So they have, they have a role in all of this. They have a responsibility. Angels have a responsibility to do God's work. God's, God's work that he has assigned and designated to them. It doesn't mean it's our work; it's their work. What they were designed to do, what they were created to do, they have a responsibility to what carry souls and be the reapers of the final harvest. Amen. Spurgeon says, and lastly, what you think? What thinks some of you? What angels say of your walk and conversation? Well, I suppose you don't care much about them, and yet you should. For who but angels will be the reapers at the last, and who will, uh, and who will, uh, who but they shall be the convoy to our spirits across the last dark stream? Who but they shall carry our spirit like, like that of Lazarus into the Father's bosom? Surely we should not despise them. Angels are very important and they have a huge role to play in the in the plan of God. Don't don't despise them or don't think that they're useless. They're useful. They have a designation. They have a purpose. Just like you and me. Angels have a responsibility to, to do. They have something to do in, all, in the plan of God. A popular interpretation today sees the principalities and powers as modern poli- political states and economic structures. The idea is that the church primarily is a witness to them and should redeem governments and social structures through its witness. Now, here's a uh, very controversial topic nowadays because there's a lot of preachers out there, a lot of leaders out there that have gone themselves into politics. Now, I do not care about your political party affiliation, but if you're preaching from the pulpit political party ideals, then we have a problem because you shouldn't be screaming your political party ideals to the church. I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. That doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that you are an ambassador of Christ. Yes, the church has a role to play in government. And what is it? To stand for God, to stand for His word, and yes, say what is wrong what's right but through the, the the last administration I saw pastors preachers teachers leaders make their social media feeds into a political propaganda And in the starting of this new, and, and heading to a new uh, uh, an election, they began to continue to promote politics. Now again, I am no one to question your political party affiliation. But when you truly, truly, truly pay attention to all of this, There's one simple thing, one surely thing that is going on. It's that Jesus is coming soon. And we should be a witness. Like the point says, the idea of the church is primarily a witness. We need to be witnesses to the governments and social structures. Through our witness. Yes, we stand against abortion, but a lot of people—that's one topic and one example. I'm not going to go ahead and, and, head and uh, uh, go on further. But during this pandemic, the coronavirus became the topic, and it still is. But many people politicized it many churches politicized it and many many pastors said, well this is this is wrong, this is a lie. I get it. but the church is not a political party. We are ambassadors of the kingdom. We are representatives of Jesus Christ on this earth. And we should be reflecting Him and not a political party. I'm sorry, brothers and sisters, but that's the way it is. Again, whatever ideal, whatever are your ideals for the political party, for whatever political party you voted for, that's on you. But if you did it, if you voted, Based on the ideals of this book, to protect you, then good. Because everything, because we know that the world today is going against God's standards. And even politics is doing that. And now, more than ever, we need to stand for what's right than what people say. We are in the people business. Not in the politics business. Or any other business. We're in the people business. Our job is to be witnesses of the truth not to politicize the Bible. right? Sorry, I got a little bit I got I, I got a little bit carried away, but it's the truth. Our job is to preach the word, preach the truth, and not politics. Let us continue. But Paul specifically wrote that these principalities and powers are in the heavenly places, not in the earthly places. We're dealing with the heavenly places, the heavenly powers here. Things that we cannot see. According to the eternal purpose which he accomplished, the mystery reveals and furthers God's eternal purpose in Jesus previously described in Ephesians 1.10 that in the fullness of the times God will gather together essentially sum up or resolve all things in Jesus remember that's the mystery we're all co- coming together in Jesus the mystery of the unified body of Christ is according to that purpose it is a preview It is a preview of what Jesus will ultimately do in the fulfillment of summing up all things onto Himself. It's pretty much the work, the eternal purpose is to restore, to bring back His family. You and I are part of the family of God. It doesn't matter where you come from or what language you speak of. The sole purpose of the mystery of God is to unify every single one of us into one body in Jesus Christ. Bruce tells us, The church thus appears to be God's pilot scheme for the reconciled universe of the future. The mystery of God's will to be administered in the, ful- in the fullness of the times when the things in heaven and the things on, on earth are brought together in Christ. Unity. When everything is brought together, when everything reaches the end, when we're finally with Him. Which He accomplished. There is a sense in which Paul can say that this eternal purpose is already accomplished. Its fulfillment is a certainty as shown by the initial work of bringing Jew and Gentile together in Jesus so he can speak of it as already finished. That's the whole purpose and plan. Bringing us back to God. Bringing us together in God. That's the whole plan. That's the point. Through faith in him, The the, the, the fact, I'm sorry, of this unity is shown by the truth that we, Jew and Gentile, collectively have the identical boldness, access, and confidence before God, because it has nothing to do with national or ethnic identity, only with faith in Him, meaning in Jesus. Remember, the Jews thought that they were an exclusive people. No, Paul said, you are not. When Jesus' Jesus's ministry was in this world, he didn't come only to the Jews. He came to the Samaritans, and he came to those who were outcasted by their own societies. So you tell me, what's the point of all of this? Is the fact of unity. That's the point. That's the mystery. And all of this, it can be achieved... With faith in Him, by believing in Him. It doesn't matter where you come from, or what language you speak of, or what nationality you, you are. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that you have faith in Him, that you believe in Jesus. Gabriel says the word for boldness has the idea of freedom of speech. We have the freedom to express ourselves before God without fear or shame. The Greek word parasia, translated by boldness, literally means free speech. That is the speaking of all. It is the blessed privilege of prayer. You can say anything to God. Anything that you want, everything that you need, how you're feeling. You have free speech in prayer. Prayer doesn't always have to be eloquent words. It could only be three words. God or four words, I'm sorry. God, I need you. Or just I need you. It could be a simple prayer. And there's power in it. There's power in prayer. Now we're going to jump to verse 13. And I told you I was going to be done with very, very quickly. We only had like a few slides left. So, verse 13 says, I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. Paul's current uh, personal participation in the mystery. Therefore, I ask you that you do not lose heart. He was under house arrest for the sake of the gospel. Now, Paul tells his readers not to lose heart or not be dismayed or not be discouraged. Paul didn't want them to be discouraged for his sake. Because Paul was still being used for the service of God's eternal plan. He didn't stop working. Even though he was in house arrest, he was still teaching. He was still writing. So his time wasn't done. My tribulations for you. Paul wrote the letter of Ephesians from prison. And it is useful to remember why Paul was in prison. He lived his whole life with a passion to bring salvation to his own people the Jews and that is in Romans 9:1 to 3 on a strategic visit to Jerusalem he had the opportunity to preach to a vast crowd on and near the Temple Mount that comes in Acts 21:39 and uh, through 22 uh, and 20 and 22 but the opportunity ended in a disaster because the Jewish crowd could not stand the idea of the good news of the messiah being extended to the gentiles that is in acts 22 21 through 22 22. the ensuring riot put paul in the legal dilemma from which he used his right as a roman citizen and appealed to caesar now paul was imprisoned in rome waiting for his trial before caesar and there and there, because he knew God wanted the Gentiles to share to share in the good news for of the Messiah, he wasn't afraid to preach that truth. Which is your glory? Paul was used, and probably in a greater way, than he ever imagined. This Roman imprisonment produced the letters of Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians, and Philemon. They all certainly have a place in God's eternal plan. I told you, he was used even in prison. Paul never stopped. In the same manner, each of us has a place in the service of God's eternal plan. Knowing this and working towards it is a great great guard against losing heart in the midst of tribulation. Knowing and working and seeking, that is the great defense when you're about to be dismayed or discouraged in the midst of tribulation. And as Christians, we need to know and seek and work towards the goal we need to know the goal and we need to work towards the goal because that produces the best defense against losing or dismaying um, my bad, or, or, or being discouraged in the midst of tribulation and with this brothers and sisters we have reached the end of section 8 and we will continue next week looking at uh, starting from verse 14 in chapter 3 I hope you had a good time just as uh, as I we're not finished with chapter three but I hope you you were able to learn during this time remember that we have nine uh, a nine o'clock class in presence with sister Rachel at nine o'clock and our service in person and also live stream at 10 o'clock don't forget that this Sunday is Father is uh, is our Father's Day service, so come prepared. And also, don't forget that because uh, uh, of June fifteenth, the state of California fire reopened, but we are still we, we we have prompted, and I I believe Pastor Jack will be speaking about it, or in, or uh, a special video will come out during the week about speaking about these regulations, but. But now, please share this video. Please uh, like our our Facebook page. And please, please, please maintain yourselves in prayer. And with that being said, it it is truly a privilege just to be here with you. Please take care of yourselves. Have a nice week. And may God bless you always.